I'm Nick Bircher and this is the Nordic Future Makers podcast. Today's Nordic Future Maker is Daniel Malkerson, who's one of the founders of Pin Me Too. And we're going to talk about retail marketing, local marketing, local SEO, digital maps, all sorts of things like that. So it's been a long time since I've recorded a podcast face to face. And I'm happy to say, Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please? Yeah, my name is Daniel Melkisson. I'm one of the co-founders of a company named Pin Me Too. Uh, one uh, out of uh, three founders. I'm the more the sales guy, the, the entrepreneur guy. And then there's two technical co-founders, two developers as well. It's a technology platform built for large chain businesses. Uh, everything from hotels to restaurants to retail to help them manage their online presence and drive more sales from online searches. So this is all about local SEO and and kind of optimizing online to offline and, and maps and things like that. So, so can you tell us a bit more about why brands need to do that sort of thing and, and give us a kind of intro into that, that whole area? Yeah, local SEO for me is, uh, is, is to make sure that every search that you do for something that you want to do or you want to buy where that is close to me in my city at this address, wherever I am right now, that that works 100%. So if I search for a, a cup of, I want to buy a cup of coffee, I'm in Shanghai. You use your map service on the phone and you yeah. search for coffee near me. I'll, I'll make sure I find a good cup of coffee. What we do is the, if, if uh, a coffee chain is a customer house, we make sure that they end up in top of the search results on that local search. A near me search is usually what Google names it. And that's pretty much what we do in, in, in our, our company is that we help uh, larger brands to make sure that they, their products pop up when someone searches for them. It could be anything from hotel, restaurant to retail or even uh, municipalities. Because the information on Google is, is not always right. No, no. Google and all other map services and social medias has very different what they call sources of truth when it comes to location-based information. So they can pick it up from government registries. They have super user uh, saying information, what kind of information it is and so on. And then they also have tools like ours where we are more like the preferred data partner. So we source uh, Google and other platform with the location data directly from the customer that owns the location. Right. So if I think about this, so the information that Google has about all the things on their maps is not information that Google have created. They've they brought it in from somewhere else. Yes, yes. And this started way back when all Google and Facebook and all these platforms, even an old, old app called Foursquare was involved yeah. way back when everybody was fighting about knowing everything about everything in the world. So everything was user generated, which ended up not necessarily very good information, but it's a really fast way to get location-based information. What's the name of this store here? What's the address for the store? What's the opening hours and so on? So it was all crowdsourced and user generated. Right. Uh, so they had a huge database of location information, but it was very, very wrong. And that's why we started PinMeTo, because we start, didn't start doing this where we actually correct the data. We started with trying to get location-based data from Instagram and Facebook and, and Google and so on. And we only found incorrect data or the locations we were looking for was missing completely. Okay, so 
for streets and road names and things like that, there's obviously official information sources. Yes. But then to find out what's on those streets and then the information around what time that shop opens and what the official addresses or the phone number or things like that, that's all stuff that is a mess if you don't sort it out properly. Exactly. That's two different layers. And okay. that's usually a misunderstanding. But we use Google. Yeah, you do. But you use street addresses, the map layer, not the location layer where all the location-based informations are. And that, that can change as well, can't it? So yes. if, if I have a store and I've got it all set up nicely and I think everything's correct, that doesn't mean it stays like that forever. No, no, no. We have one customer. They, it's, a, it's a big Swedish brand. They have around 6,000 stores all around the world. And we looked at them last year. And the information we have put up in the beginning of the year was all changed in the end of the year. And that is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of data points that is updated in some way from different sources through the year. Okay. So in 12 months, all of it changed. All of it changed. Not necessarily that it was wrong. But it was a different data source. And a lot is wrong. And, and why, does, why does it change? So if you I be, set the opening yeah. hours of my store now, why would that be different in six months' time? Because Google, for example, have different sources of truth, as we said before. So if they get a, a signal from three or four different registers or super users that it, it's another phone number or another opening hour, they will change it. Oh, so users can... Users can change this as well. Interfere with it. Okay, so and what sort of things can they do? So they can change... Pretty much all the information. Everything from address to where it, where it is, longitude, latitude, where it's actually the pen is, or opening hours, description, photos, logos. And as, as a brand owner, as a location owner then for me to change it back again, I guess there's quite a complicated thing of me verifying myself and kind of telling Google that it's wrong, you need to change it back again. Yeah, if you have one location, it's just your store, you can go in and you use Google My Business and you can go in on Google My Business and you will also, you will see that it has changed and you can override it. But if you have multiple locations, like hundreds or thousands, you need a system that is like a surveillance system, and that's what we built in Pinme2, where you all see when all of these changes are done and it pops up in our system as a conflict. And you can manually or you can mass verify, you can do it in very automatically in very different ways. So you always override the wrong information. Okay. And it's not just Google nowadays, is it? There's no. Apple Maps, there are all sorts of other services. Yeah, Apple Maps, and you have all the navigation systems in the cars here, TomTom. Uh, for all those maps and then even if you like you count out like Foursquare and those old apps that no one uses today there's still a big data provider for example for 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 snapchat for airbnb for uber and so on all of these old networks so you need to be on other location-based databases as well so this is so Foursquare when it used to be a social network and we'd all check in and try and be the mayor of a certain place and things like that They pivoted and became a location data provider for lots of other people. Yes, exactly. And then it works in the same way where you need to make sure your information is correct and verify it and and all those sort of things. Because they can sell their data to apps and services that don't want to be dependent on Facebook or Google's databases, pretty much. Yeah, because they don't have a customer-facing product now. So if if you're someone like Uber or 
Samsung or people are actually Samsung. Samsung is actually a Foursquare provided by Foursquare. So Samsung don't want to buy information from Apple or Google. Yeah. So Foursquare is an independent provider yeah. of that yeah. information. And there's quite a few. There's one huge in the US called Factual as well. There's, there's a few of these. So I guess if you're someone who's trying to manually manage lots of different locations across lots of different platforms, and that's when it gets difficult and complicated. Yeah, and it, and it gets... Uh, you, need, you need a partner for it. For example, for Apple Maps, you need to... If you have one location still, you can use uh, a service they have called Apple Maps Connect. You can go in and set up okay. in Apple Maps. But if you want to bulk, do, bulk upload it, if you have a lot of... If you're a chain business, for example, or a municipality or something like that, we have a lot of locations. You need a, a, an Apple Maps partner, like Pinmeter, for example, because we are whitelisted for data provider. Okay. So, so you need to go through us. They're the kind of verification system that the, that the data will be good. And how, how long does it take for a change to be registered? So is it real time? Is it overnight? Is it weeks mm-hmm. before something happens? Very different from different uh, networks. We call them networks. Google is one, Facebook is one, Instagram is one, here is one, and so on. It's very different. Uh, Google and Facebook have real-time APIs. So if we do a change in our system, it goes directly up to their system. The other ones is between, I would say, an hour and 24 hours before changes. Google is way ahead of all the other ones. And how how much of... An indicator is it for intent, kind of someone making a, a search on a map or someone searching for a location? Again, Google have, has most data on this. What they say is that uh, you we need to double check this, but I, I think it's that seventy five percent of all near me searches actually end up in a visit within the next twenty four hours. Which because you have your intent already there, you're looking for something yeah. around me right now. And near me searches has been grow, growing five hundred percent the last two years. And also what we see that's been a huge change is that before most searches for that was near me or a near me search is if you search uh, this thing in a city or at this address or in this country, that's called a near me search. Okay. You have like a location ending to it. And what we've seen also with all, all our customers that we see a huge difference in how many they used to do near me searches in search, now doing it in maps. And I think this fairly easy to explain why because when you search for for something close to you in your phone you do it with google maps or apple maps and so on so that change is is huge and that's also what we see with google now and also apple with apple maps and also within facebook they're building more and more and more advertising tools and advertising possibilities that uh, surrounding the the map search local campaigns in google and so so maps become so Search behavior is changing yes. because people are moving from the search engine itself to actually using maps as a search engine. Yes. And then looking at the results in inside the map yeah. to then choose where they go. Yeah. And now there are options to be doing paid advertising in there and things like that. Yeah. But I guess you can only do the paid ads in maps if the back end information is correct with it because you don't want to advertise a place that doesn't exist or the wrong information or, or stuff like that. No, no, you need to have that. Uh, and a really, really smart way to do it if you're a chain businesses is to use something called location extension where you use your Google My Business listings and put up proximity. So around just around this location is where some, if someone is around this location, the ad will pop up. So I think that that is 
we've seen we're not doing this in Pinmetu, but I've seen a lot of agencies working with us and our system for their customers. They've seen really, really, really good results. Of course, it's quite easy because someone is nearby searching for something. Of course, it's easier to get return on investment. You see people walking into the door buying products. You talk about Google a lot. Yeah. But I guess um, Russia is different. China is different. Yeah, absolutely. So do they have this sort of thing happening in their part of the world as well? Yes. In Russia, it's Yandex. It's like Google in Russia and Turkey. Uh, we work with them as well. Uh, they, they're doing pretty much the same thing as Google right, in so. all different ways. And now uh, and, 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 uh, in China, it is uh, uh, WeChat is pretty much Facebook. And then you have Baidu is pretty much Google. So you need to, you really need to work with them. And that's a different story. It's a little bit different. It's way, way harder uh, than it is to work with Google and Apple and so on. So what's harder about the process in China compared to Google and Apple? Because you need to be in China or you need to build a way that they, China thinks you're in China when you do things. The Great Firewall problem. So it's kind of the same principle of there are maps and you can verify it and you can kind of look after your locations on different mapping services in, in Russia and China. Yeah. But the actual mechanic and the process of, of doing that updating is different to to Google and Apple and the other things. It's, it's very different. Or you, you work with us because we, we sorted that out already because <laughs> uh, we have global clients so we kind of needed to do that. And, and the latest one we work, started working with now is uh, UIE, which I don't know how to pronounce but... That sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. And they've been thrown out by Trump so they can, are not allowed to use most of the Google services. They can use some of them but most of them... They can't use, so they are really they are building pretty much Android right now, building their own version of of what they had previously. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what you can do with these? So one is listings information. Yeah. But then the other part that I think is really important is the reviews side of things as well, yeah. because people can leave comments about their own experience and and they can leave this sort of stuff on listings and locations. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and we, yeah, and we build technology for that as well. Where we, because what we do now is that the first thing we do for a customer always is that make sure they are there. It's, it's the business listing part. We show make sure they're listed, so they will list all their locations wherever it is in the world. Once that is listed, we we also we we have API connections to to Google and Facebook and so on, where we can start pulling data from those locations as well. So we built a tool we call Listener Respond. So you can listen and respond to reviews. You can listen and respond to messages and or comments on on Facebook and Instagram and so on uh, from all your locations, not just your brand level. From all your locations, we collect that in in one system. This is to do this without a tool for it. It's it's impossible because you need to listen to so many different kind of places at once. And then you've also got the ability to do this on not just the maps services but people can now be updating locations on facebook and social media and and those sort of things as well yeah absolutely so this is not just the search and maps problem or possibility it's also it's it's very big on and facebook and the whole facebook instagram whatsapp is is building out this a lot right now and they're also building out this together with what they call commerce which is pretty much so you can handle your products as well 
which uh, to me this is re- super interesting now because that it means you can show your if someone searches for a location and they search for this product at this location you want to buy it now the, the possibility will also be on Facebook and it's already on Google but will be on Facebook and so on in the future as well so you, you can put up your inventory as well and your local inventory you can show it directly in the search even if it's in a social media or it's on a map service or it's on if it's on, in, in the search for in Google for example and I think this will be very, very important in the future if you want to survive within retail. So you got so Facebook started by having you would have a page for your business, yeah. And now you're going to commerce as well. Yeah. So potentially starting to sell or at least advertise things from different locations. How do you go about doing some kind of location structure for Facebook? You do it through your business manager, uh, in in uh, something called a location structure. There are different rules, but the, the most important rule is that you need to have a chain where that has the same name everywhere. If you don't, you need to have a partner like us that can talk to Facebook pretty much to, to, to tell them, okay, but this is the same chain. But that's what you do. You, you set up a location structure where you have your brand page, and then you have, uh, if you have in different countries, you have like the, the country level, which is more like language settings, and then you have your, your local representations, your local stores. And this structure you set up to in Facebook, Facebook Business Manager. So you can actually have a Facebook presence locally on all these different places, but by managing it properly, you can make sure that look and feel and brand and everything is yeah. kind of aligned and, and done properly across all of those things. Yes. And then when you have that, can you then start doing local content and local information so posting stuff that's not for the brand page and not for the whole country but you can post offers and you can do do things locally as well yeah yeah you can do uh we build a tool also we have another tool called location post which is for for facebook and google only but what we do here is that you can post out information to just if you to store store pages just in this country or you or for all or for just this one and so on so you can so you can use lo- you can post local content from your kind of head office and you're in control of everything so you can post out offers local offers and so on uh, and this is very new on google but it's been around on facebook for a while but there's a very bit i think this is a misunderstanding of on facebook people say but yeah but i do post out on all my local pages and so on but usually what you do is just that you just mirror the post on your brand page onto the local pages. And that's not the real post. It's actually, it doesn't reach any of your followers or anything like that. So it just shows up. So you need to do what's called a native post on all the different uh, location pages. And to do that, you need a tool like Pin Me Too. Not necessarily Pin Me Too. There's probably a few others out there as well. But you need a tool that can do that native posting to local. And what sort of things are are doing that? So I guess there are offer of the week in terms of retailers and and those sort of businesses, but but yeah. you'll also have things like gyms and and those sort of location businesses too. Yeah, it's all everything. You, I would say like eighty percent of all the posts they do native post on the local pages are the same everywhere as on the brand page, but they get get a bigger reach because this native post on a local page actually goes out to the followers for that local page, and and Facebook's algorithm. Let's a lot of more, lot more followers on a location page see the post than they do on a brand page. That's how the algorithm works. So it's this whole thing of 
local marketing, but, but it's not like the old days where it used to be in your local newspaper. There's a lot of really targeted, location-specific digital stuff you can do across Google and Facebook and all the other services as well. Yes, absolutely. And sad to say, and good for us, that very few businesses are using this in a good way so far. I think local SEO in, in, in general is underrated. Why, why do you think that is? Is that just people don't know that they can do it, or is that people, people don't think about it? Why do you think local SEO is underrated? Because you, you need to know more. You need to have a better understanding of both what local SEO is. And also, I think it's a budget thing. It's way easier for a media agency, for example, to suspend a, a million Swedish kroner on, on brand-level advertising. Yes, give it away. Will you do this? We do this film, we just get it out there, we get a big reach. Yeah, you do. You will get that and you spend a lot of money. But if you would have taken those 1 million Swedish kroner and then instead spend it like 100,000 on 10 different locations and being very, very specific locally, you, um, I can promise you will get more in return. And are there some categories that are better at doing this than others? Yeah, restaurant, hotels. Because they're kind of more forced into it. It's more natural for them because they are very, very local in their behavior. So I think they're way better. And also what we see now when pure players, e-commerce, pure e-commerce players start start setting up local businesses as well. They are coming from a completely different kind of angle. That's also, before this interview, we talked a little bit about Amazon, you know. This is what Amazon is doing now. I'm pretty sure Amazon would, kill even the local businesses because they they know how to do this out of a more digital online way i ask everybody um quite a simple question and then it's quite interesting the answers but it's what are you curious about now at the moment is it's what we talked about a little bit earlier it's about how will you reach people with your products in a smarter way in the future because you will sell your products in a lot more places than you do today. That's just how it is. Marketplace has been around for a few years now, but this, we're still very, very early on in this. So you need to be, with, not with your brand, but with your products, where people search for that product at that moment, wherever that is. If it's on the marketplace, if it's in Google search, or if it's on Facebook or wherever, it, you need to be there when they search for it. And you need to be the one that can give it to you in the fastest possible way. If that's if someone jumps on their bike or their car and drive to your stores, or if you can get it with a drone to, to your house, whatever it is, you need to be there when people search. So I think proximity and, and knowing where your product should be within that is super important for the future. That, that interests me a lot right now. Okay, so, so it's that idea of how search and social and everything becomes more transactional and commercial yeah. and how commerce everything starts to become commerce yeah i think so too because the holy grail for us for example is that we can show our customer what happens in, in in the cash register we do a marketing thing here and it's the same thing for everyone working in advertising that we can show okay this much happened in the cashier and he, and even better for everyone of course if if you can have the cashier as well because then you can say okay we got this much money here's yours and here's mine because you take the cut before the, even the, the end customers cashier. And I think that's how it's going to be. And, and then that's what Google and Amazon is everyone's doing. They kind of cut in between now. 
they kind of they started out you can do a lot of ads with us that's how google started now they're more like okay but you buy it on google and then you have all the marketplaces doing the same thing and i think every everyone want to own the transaction that that's the thing in the end so i think um i think we've had a good chat so thank you for for your time it's really interesting to hear everything about everything you got to say about local seo and about retail optimization and location optimization and then everything that goes with google and apple and facebook and all of those things that go with it thank you thank, thank you. you for your time it was fun and i think for everyone else i think daniel is another great example of a nordic future maker someone who's really pushing the boundaries of what can be done with digital and locations and commerce and omnichannel and and all of those things so I hope you have enjoyed the podcast. I hope you will subscribe to the podcast and I hope you will listen again in the future. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you.